0: Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. Father, we don't don't thank you enough. We don't even think to thank you. Under so many circumstances, so many situations, and yet we ought to thank you with our opening breath You today when we pour that cup of coffee, when we go for the walk, we drive to work. Lord God, there are so many circumstances and situations and gifts that surround us that are a gift of your hand. Remind us, O oh Lord, call us to prayer so that we may be a thankful people. Open now your word and may we attend to it with deep gratitude. In Jesus' name, amen. So in case you hadn't figured it out, that was done in the video. And she was singing in the Vatican, and um, I'm, i just—it uh, was on—it was on. We didn't tell her ahead of time because she would have said, "No way, no way." So we didn't tell her ahead of time. But um, I'm a little surprised that, uh, that, like the Naples Daily News or someone, hasn't picked this up—one of our own, one of our own—at at the Vatican singing as she did. Thank you, Dawn, for that, and. Uh, so glad we were able to sneak that in under your radar this morning. <laughs> and, um, and of course, <clears throat> jokingly, Domini again. <laughs> <laughs> so you have nine siblings? Nine siblings, yeah. How many grandkids are there in the family now? Um, ten, so far. 10 so far grandkids. Wow. I love it. I just love it. We are so grateful, always, Dominic, when you're here with us. Well, our text this morning is one that you've all heard many times, particularly on a Thanksgiving Sunday, and which makes it very hard for me because it's so familiar. I can pull out an obscure text, and it's a lot easier than something that you've all heard so many times before. But This is that story of Jesus making his way from Galilee down to Jerusalem. And and there's a group of men with leprosy who come and cry out to him. Hear the word of God as it comes to us from the Gospel of Luke. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, 10 lepers stood at a distance crying out, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, Praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked him, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give thanks to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. George Bernard Shaw said that the worst sin that we can commit against another person is not to hate them, but to be indifferent toward them. As if they don't even exist. As if this life makes no difference whether or not that person exists. I wonder if that's what this Samaritan felt like. And I wonder if, in fact, when he, along with the other lepers, cried out to Jesus, and Jesus turned to them, And told them to go to their priest to be declared clean. I wonder what his own personal experience was of Jesus. Looking at Jesus. Yes, at a distance. But seeing him eye to eye. I wonder if that Samaritan felt like he was seen. That somehow he was known. That somehow he knew he mattered. Now, for the other 10, presumably the other 10 were, were good old garden variety Jewish people with leprosy. And as I'm sure you know, leprosy was this horrible disease and they had to separate themselves off. It was very contagious. And uh, so the, the lepers lived in leper colonies. And um, if you saw Ben-Hur, you've seen it all with leprosy. And, and, um, and yet, here's one who comes back. And I wonder if this man, in his isolation, in his sense of nothingness about himself, maybe for the first time ever, felt like he was seen. He was known. And to be seen and to be known is to be loved. And he came back and I have to believe the man was smiling at the, at the brink of laughing with tears running down his face, falling at Jesus' feet, thanking him, overwhelmed with gratitude. And Jesus also recognized the, the lack of common courtesy on the part of so many. And one would think, one would think that those who had just been healed, as they turned and went to see their priest, they, they looked at their hands and their skin and they realized that they had been healed by Jesus. But they kept going. And maybe they were thinking, I get to go home now. I, I get to go see my family again. I go, get to go back to my community. Maybe they're thinking, of what there is waiting for them. And it's not that they weren't grateful. They were in all likelihood excited to be made well, but they were more concerned about the gift that was given to them rather than the giver had, who had given the gift. And so off they went and the leper, the leper came and, and gave, gave thanks to the giver of the good gift. And so he is the one who is known. He's the one who's remembered throughout all time. And the scriptures tell us to be grateful in all circumstances. This is a a situation, a circumstance. It's hard to be grateful in the midst of that. And we all know what it is to be struggling to understand what that means, to be grateful in all circumstances, because certain circumstances we are not happy about. We're hardly grateful for it. I think about our our involvement, however cursory with the situation going on right now between Israel and Hamas. I can only imagine the anguish and pain found out just over the weekend that two hostages were found dead. And how is, how is that family to be in any way grateful? How are they to find anything but, but grief and hardship in that? It's, a, it's such a tough call, but the Apostle Paul says to be grateful in all circumstances. And to understand what that means, it might be something that is not existential. It might be something that is not that which we actually experience, but that to which we aspire. And maybe that is why right after this text, Jesus talks about his coming again. His presence with them as embodying the kingdom, but also that he will come again and that somehow that that return of Christ at the end of time becomes the, the corrective for all of these awful circumstances. But somehow in the midst of it all, And in the midst of it all, Abraham Lincoln established Thanksgiving in 1863 during the war in a time that who could be thankful? And this is a little bit of a long quote, but I want to share it with you. No human counsel hath devised nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also in those that are at sea and those who are sojourning in other lands to set Apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due him for such singular deliverances and blessings, they do also with humble penitence for our national perverseness and disobedience commend to, to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged and fervently implore the interposition of the Almighty Hand to heal the wounds of the nation and restore it as soon as it may be consistent with the divine purposes to the full enjoyment of peace and harmony, tranquility, and union. So in the midst of that which was the most horrific war of American history, Abraham Lincoln gives thanks and calls upon the American people to be a thankful people. Now for us that means a trip to Costco or Sam's Club Trying to get turkey for um, maybe both organic and regular turkey and, and somehow figure out, do I put it in the refrigerator, or the freezer right now, and then how to cook this thing. And then, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, a little bit of it gets eaten, and then we've got turkey for the next two weeks. And it's family, and it's laughter, and it's friends, and it's all good. And God willing, when you push yourself away from the table on Thursday afternoon or evening, you'll say to yourself, I will never eat again. (laughs) And in that way, we give thanks. It's a demonstration of of praise to, to feast at the goodness that has been lavished upon us by our God. And that we are so very grateful for it. When I was like 14, something like that, dad found out, dad was at March Air Force Base in Riverside, and he found out that the Indian School in Riverside, Sherman Institute, there were a lot of kids that weren't gonna be able to go home for Thanksgiving. And so dad arranged for for three young young kids to come over, uh, boys about my age, and they had Thanksgiving dinner with us. We did this more than once, but I remember this one particular Thanksgiving. So we all had Thanksgiving dinner uh, together. But before that, while mom was working on it, I was out back with these three guys and we're playing two on two. And you know, I, I, of course I had a hoop in the, at the garage in the back. And we're playing along and it turns out I actually played against them in organized basketball later on. But um, so we're playing, playing hard, and we're playing to uh, you know, one game after another to 10. And one of the other kids was, I was one on one with him, and I had been checking him on a number of occasions, but he was fast, he was so fast. And at one point he faked me out, drove in, made a layup, turned at me and said, take that pale face. And together, we all sat down at the table. We held hands and prayed. We prayed the prayer that we said as a family, Yisunam telbutsvigo velsena gut and matvifo, so fovimat, Yesunam amen. We all had Thanksgiving dinner together. And I was so grateful. As a kid, somehow I was able to experience some of the importance of this. And a deep appreciation filled my heart. And it was a couple of years later that I saw that kid. And by then I had way outgrown him. And, uh, and yet it was, a, it, was a, it was just good to see those, those boys again. And yet we give thanks, not just in all circumstances, the Apostle Paul says, for everything, give thanks to God the Father. And that's even tougher. That's an even tougher call. Martin Rinkert was a pastor in Eilenburg, Germany, during the Thirty Years' War, which raged from 1618 to 1648. And he was a pastor and this is a war that in those 30 years claimed 8 million. And they called it a religious war, but it wasn't a religious war. It was about the state and the church and, and whether or not it was the state was going to be controlled by the Lutheran church, the Lutherans or the Catholics. And so this gave rise to the conflict. It wasn't religious, it was power. Like most all wars, it's all about power. And Islandberg came under siege. The city was closed off. And its people were being ravaged. Martin Rinkert did up to 50 funerals a day. As thousands were lost. And in his ministry, he was, as you can only imagine... He was with young parents who had presented to them their child that had starved. He was with those same parents as their their parents had lost their lives. And one after another, somehow in the midst of it, he said, we thank God. And this is our closing hymn this morning. Will you join me in prayer? And thank you, O Lord, that in and for all things, we can give you thanks because you are God and we are not, because you are above and beyond and sovereign over all of life. And in giving you thanks, we express our trust in you and our gratitude for all that has come from your hand. And so we give you thanks and praise, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Jesus, the inexpressible gift from your hand. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.